Welcome if you're here for the very first time. Oh, I just pray that God will touch your hearts today, that you will see Him, that you will hear His voice. Same with you online. Let's press in. Let's press in to hear God. Well, I think uh, the band may leave. Thank you for an excellent job. Has anyone heard of uh, like the America's Cup? Yeah? There's, there's some history that happened in 1983. Yeah, you know it. Like that. In 1983, John Bertrand, you might have, Bertrand, you might have heard of him. He's an Australian yachtsman. He led the team to victory in the 1983 America's Cup. Now, this was a big deal, big deal, because the America's Cup had been held by America for 132 years, 132 years. This just broke the longest, the longest, what do you call it? You know, when people keep winning, winning streak, the longest winning streak in sporting history. Now Bertrand, what he did, he trained his team and he developed them through imagination. The ability to visualize different scenarios and, outcome, and outcomes and to imagine themselves succeeding in those situations. He implemented a variety of visualization exercises, mental drills during the team's training sessions. He would have them close their eyes and picture themselves sailing through difficult weather conditions or overtaking their opponents in a tight race. He would ask them to imagine every detail from the wind and the waves to the sound of the sails flapping into the breeze. Now this, what this did with the team, it enabled them to get a deep sense of confidence. They were confident without even being in that kind of weather. They were confident that they could pass other uh, boats, I was gonna call it yachts. They would pass other yachts uh, even if they were in a tight situation. It increased their belief in their own abilities. They began to see themselves as unbeatable, capable of overcoming any obstacle that came their way. And then, well, you already know what happened. Then they went, and they were actually 3-1 down. They've got to, like, you know, it, it, so, but out of seven races, they just did one race after the other, and they would start to imagine, come on, we can do this, team, we can do this. They would see it in their mind first. And then it happened, and then they won. And like the whole of Australia, like, yeah, from the man from down under, like, it was just like, woo, woo, woo. I won't sing it, but it was just an exciting time where the whole of Australia celebrated, and it came from imagination. Today, the title of my message is The Power of Imagination. We are talking about the fourth dimension, as Pastor Josh mentioned. Uh, the fourth dimension, Pastor John started it last week. He talked about incubation, the law of faith. And I recommend if you weren't here last week or you haven't heard that or you want to listen to it again, listen to the podcast or you can watch it on YouTube. It's a great message. I'm not going to repeat it, so you'll need to watch that. Uh, so what we see here, this is the third dimensional world. I see you, you see me, third dimension. The fourth dimension is the unseen realm. And, you know, it actually influences the seen realm. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there or that it's not working. The nat so we might call it the natural realm, this realm, and the spiritual realm. So God has made you 
to influence the natural world and also to demonstrate the power of God. So there's three types of spirit, human spirit, evil spirit, God's spirit. God's spirit is the greatest, the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. In Mark 9, 23, it says, if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So the language of the fourth dimension is through imaginations, through visions and dreams. In Joel 2, 28, it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Was that some people? Who's he going to pour his spirit on? All people, that's right. You know, not just the white people and the black people. No, all the people, all right, all the people. Like, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. So it's irrespective of age. It's irrespective of uh, gender. It's irrespective of race. He will pour out his spirit. The word of God says that. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. So our imagination can be a powerful tool for change, for growth, and for achieving our dreams. Like God created us with an imagination. You know, everything was actually seen in the imagination first. Inventions. Do you know one day someone must have got sick of like with a cord phone, a corded phone, went to try and go and flip the eggs or something like that and couldn't get any further and then come up with a deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with an invention called a mobile phone or, you know, a cordless phone. This is what I mean. It was seen in an, someone's imagination first. Imagination first. Albert Einstein, he said, imagination is everything. It's the preview of life's coming attractions. See, scientifically even, our brain is wired to process and remember visual information more efficiently than any other forms of data, making it easier to remember a picture compared to any other form of information. A picture can convey a lot of information in a single glance. I mean, you've heard the expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. You can get a flash of a picture and remember lots of details about it, whereas if you read it, not so much. So it's easier to remember. Memory uses the imagination so that we can recall events of the past. Imagination also allows us to contemplate our lives in the present and visualize the future. So how do we use the power of imagination? So I've got three quick points. The first one is, Number one, have a clear and vivid vision. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So the fourth dimension of the book talks about and emphasizes the importance of having a specific vision of what you want to achieve. The vision should be detailed. It should be realistic. It should be inspiring because without a clear vision, our imagination lacks direction. You might... Uh, you know, you might want to own your own home or be debt-free or run a marathon or, or get a job or, or a promotion or start a business or be a singer. You might want to be a singer. You know, you can see it in your imagination first. With some people, it's probably better in your imagination. Hey, not our worship team, though. Yeah, but, but yeah, you, you can see that in your imagination first. Uh, we can imagine what it would look like with answered prayer. I remember when I really wanted to sell a house, I 
took a photo of the house, and then I just got cut out the word sold from some, you know, somewhere. I think I might have just printed out the words and stuck it across that house, like just glued it on and stuck it on the fridge so that every time I walked past it, in my imagination, I would see a sold sign in front of that house. That house is sold in Jesus' name. I got a specific amount for how much it was going to sell for. I would think of that amount specifically every time that house is sold for that specific amount. And guess what? The house was sold for that specific amount. It's great because I already knew, even though it got really like we'd had three different offers and the third offer, they thought it was the final one and it wasn't that amount. And boy, that's, that's hard. But because I'd seen it so much in my imagination, I couldn't help but think, nope, I can't say yes to that another amount. It's got to be that amount. And see, God is good. Got that amount. You can picture yourself like on holiday. I love going to new places I've never been before. So I get pictures of that. Let's put a picture up, the first one. Yeah, like I really wanted to go to New York and I wanted to be in front of Times Square. Like, come on. But I, so when in the morning, this is in my bathroom, like, like, oh, I've got a new one now. But that one there, I would look at it and think like, wow, I can see myself. I can picture, because it just helped me. Seeing a picture of something helped me to picture myself like, woo, standing outside of Times Square, you know it. So, I mean, I did have a picture, but it looks too weird, so I'm not going to show you me. <laughs> like, because I am like, you trying to take a selfie like that, that just didn't work really well. But you can take that down. But so you can use things to actually remind yourself. When I get up in the morning, every morning, I've, there are words in my kitchen. Uh, put the words up, put the first one up. They remind me to imagine. Like that's in my kitchen. And the other one, they remind me to dream. So they're just things that are there that I see all the time. Like I'm going to remember to dream. I'm going to remember to use my imagination because I see them every morning while I'm making my green tea. This is another way, like, you know, so things, things that help you to see, that helps me to see. See this? I don't know if you can. It's actually a gold shovel, a little gold shovel. Now, you know how Pastor John mentioned that, you know, he, he spoke on digging wells, and then uh, Pastor Paul, he spoke on digging wells. Pastor John then got a prophecy about digging wells. And when, we, when Pastor John was actually speaking about digging wells, I got a picture of a gold shovel. And it hasn't left me. Every time I hear digging wells, I, I see a gold shovel. So, you know, here it is. So, so but this, like, I, like, but God has been speaking to me about the shovel. You know, it's about he wants me to dig the gold out of myself, and he wants me to dig the gold out of other people. Come on. Because not that you're a gold digger, but yeah, yeah. I'm not singing that song either. Don't listen to that song, people. I used to love that song until I knew the words. But anyway, uh, this was, that was pre-Christian days, just right there. Anyway, this reminds me. So I have this in my actual study next to my computer because I'm digging for gold. I'm digging a well for gold. I'm going to dig gold out of me. I'm going to dig gold out of Nick. I'm going to dig gold out of Chicago. I'm going to dig gold out of you, Bonnie. You know it. Like that, that, That's my intention. I, I want to see the gold in people. I want to see God's gold in people. I want to see God's gifts in people. I want to see the call of God in people's lives. Gold digger, come on. That's great. So, so these are just reminders for me. They help me 
They remind me. They remind me. So reminders, you know, the reverse, you know how we say out of sight, out of mind? Well, the opposite works. When something is constantly in front of you, you focus on it better and it keeps you on track. It's the opposite works as well. All right. So you can, uh, if you wanted a car, get a picture of that, test drive it, get the feel of it. What does it smell like? And you get that in your imagination so that when you're praying, like, God, you know, this new car, and you, you know what sort it is, and, oh, I can smell it so good. Beep, beep, there goes the horn. Like, you know, put it in, get it in your imagination. Know, know exactly what you are praying for. Same with the house. Research it, look for it. How much is your budget? All those things. Put a picture on the fridge, whatever works for you. Okay, that's number one. Have a clear and vivid vision. Number two, direct your imagination towards positive outcomes. Now, I say that because imagination can be used for evil and it can be used for good. See, sometimes the devil can give you an image of times that you've failed, of words that have been spoken over you of the wrong image of what was intended. He can give you those. And sometimes we replay in our imagination these words, these failures, which is not from God. God wants the best for you. He does. He loves you. He wants the best for you. So when we start to imagine, you know, when we failed, when we said the wrong thing, oh, when we stuffed up here. I mean, I used to spend a lot of time imagining all the things that I'd done wrong. It takes time to like weed all that out and honestly get prayer. Get that thing broken off you. It's the lie of the devil. It really is. But use your imagination for positive things. See, we can imagine things even if we don't want to. That's why your imagination is powerful. Like I could say to you, don't see a blue elephant. 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 Whatever you do, don't see a blue elephant. Who saw a blue elephant? It just, it happens. It just, you can't help it. That's how powerful your imagination is. So don't imagine, spend time imagining on things you don't want to happen. Good? Great. So we need to be mindful and direct our imagination towards positive outcomes. Our thoughts have a significant impact on our imagination and can either inspire us or limit us. We can imagine worst-case scenarios, dwell on fears, and create obstacles where there really aren't any. So on, on the other hand, we can focus on positive and imagine possibilities. We can imagine uh, and inspire ourselves on taking action on what it is that we have put in our imagination, whether it's you know, a relationship or friendship or restoration in relationship, whatever it is. We can actually start to imagine what it would look like when that happens. So the ability to look beyond the circumstances and see the bigger picture. God wants us to see what he sees. In Ephesians 1, 17 to 18, it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Now, that, I, that's one of my favorite scriptures. There it talks about the eyes of your heart. Not the eyes in your head, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. The word enlightened translated, it's Greek, is phatizo. 
Photizo is where we get the word photograph. So it's like you take a picture so that you would know what is the hope of his calling, of your calling. The eyes of your heart would be able to take a picture so that you would know the hope of his calling. God wants to impress upon your heart an image or a picture of the things that he has in store for you or who you can be, who he's called you to be. He wants you to take a picture of that. And Moses, the leader of the Israelites, he received a vision from God instructing him to build a tabernacle. That's a portable sanctuary where the Israelites could worship. In the vision, God showed Moses the design and the materials for the tabernacle, like what it was going to be made of, as well as the measurements and details of each component. Very specific. God's got a very specific call for you. God's got very specific things for you. He's got a specific plan. The Bible says, I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give, a plans to give you a hope and a future. He's got plans for you, specific plans. So Moses was able to tell the Israelites his vision, everything, like what it was made of, what, you know, what measurements were, and they built the tabernacle according to God's specifications. In 2010, I really wanted to upgrade my furniture and my carpet, but I uh, didn't have any money to do that. <laughs> so I was praying for a breakthrough, but not really believing, actually, because I'm thinking, got no money. Uh, it was probably going to cost around about $17,000 at that time. And my bank balance was $200. Yeah. So although I was praying, you know, it didn't seem possible and it, and it seemed way out of reach at that time. And uh, in Psalm 35, 27, it says, let the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servant. So God was trying to teach me. He delights in my prosperity. He delights and then I've got a journal entry on the 14th of October, 2010, because I'd still been praying about it, even though I, wasn't, I didn't see it in my imagination. Uh, but I had a dream, and I knew it was God. And I, I dreamt that I, lo I logged into, you know, I went into my bank account online, and the balance was $20,487. And I've got in my journal entry, wow, that's a good dream. <laughs> But, but I woke up, I woke up, and I thought, I just encountered God. It seemed so real to me. Even though everything when I woke up was still the same, still the $200 bank balance, but something changed on the inside of me. Like, something changed in my heart. It's like I, I had a substance, and we talk about that. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it was a substance. Even though nothing had changed in the third dimension, inside of me was a substance. I had seen that, and I just knew it. I knew it. I didn't even know how that was ever going to happen, but there was a substance. So I started praying. I started visualizing that exact dream, me logging in on the computer and going, wow, how awesome is that? <laughs> because that's what I would do. And then anyway... <laughs> Because it does, it gives you an inner confidence of, of God's ability to do what he says he's going to do. So I kept picturing it, and, uh, and I've got another journal entry in November 2010. So this is a month later. What happened, there was an error in two of my tax returns. They, they picked it up, and I got further returns. 
and I opened my bank account, and guess how much was in there? $20,487. Woo! Come on! How good is that? Like, you know, and it's not even about the money, it's about the encounter of God. When He tells you something, when He stirs you up, when He gives you a dream in your heart, you can bank on it. You can bank on it. Whatever it is, there is a substance. There is a substance. Woo! So good. Anyway, so we've let one have a clear and vivid vision. Number two was direct your imagination towards positive outcomes. And number three is take action. You know, uh, you, can, you can have all the dreams and imagination that you like, uh, but unless you take some actual action to achieve those imaginations, without that action, they're still only dreams. That's what they'll still be, just dreams. So uh, my mum was coming to visit, and my mother and I at that time didn't, we've had a pretty tense relationship through, throughout my whole life, really. And it was the first time she was coming to stay on the Sunshine Coast, and I was going to church at that time and really believing. I think I'd been going to church for a few years, but I was thinking, well, you know what? I want my mum to know the God I know because I know he's good. So I started praying for my mother. In fact, I fasted, and fasting can, fasting can really help you get a vision for your life. Fasting can really help you get a dream in your heart. So I started fasting, and because I, I, I remember something Pastor John mentioned that the level of your prayer life needs to be at the level of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And so I thought, boy, my mother is pretty anti this whole church thing. I'll never talk about it because she was just like, Rah! okay. So, so I'm thinking, right, I'm fasting, just water then. <laughs> so that's, that's as high as I could go. So, so I'm right up there, I'm fasting water. So I'm, I'm just having water. And that, I started on the Monday. My mother was arriving on the Friday that week. Started on the Monday. On Thursday morning, I'm at the gym and I get a vision of my mother up on this altar, giving her heart to Jesus. My mother had never been in this church before. I'm like, wow. Wow, 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 wow. So I am so excited. Why? Because I've got a substance. I've got a substance. So I started to just continually pray. Like my mother hadn't even landed in the country and I hadn't even invited her yet, but that was part of taking action. I had to invite her like, because she's not just going to ask to come. There's no way, no way ever. So I'm praying like, God, I know that's you. I know that's you. Give me the right words to say. What am I going to say? How am I going to do it? So, you know, without, I don't know how, because you can be like that. What am I going to say? I don't know what to say. So anyway, I'm just talking to my mom and I'm showing her photos and I'm showing her photos of Ivan and his friends from church. <laughs> and then I go, you know what, mom? I'm sure Ivan would love you to meet his friends. <laughs> Mate, you got to use whatever you can. Like, come on. So she, and, and I said, you know, oh, and she goes, you know what? Yeah, okay. I'll come. Oh, and I had to leave the room because I was just so flipping excited. I'm like, yes. I had to leave the room and have a good shake and get it all out. You know, just go back in like cool, calm and collected. Like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So on Sunday morning, we come to church 
And like, I am pumped. I'm like, my mum, my mum's going to give her heart to God. I can just see it now. I can see it. Woo, woo, woo. And she didn't. I'm like, what happened here? Like, come on, God, I've got the substance. Show us some substance, God. Seriously. So, but what happened? We go out into the foyer and my mum is crying. My mum, she just keeps on saying, I don't know why I'm crying. It's just so beautiful here. It's so beautiful here. She can sense the Holy Spirit. She's crying out there. All throughout the day we go out to lunch. She's crying at, at, she's crying at lunch. She says, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, it's just so beautiful at your church. She can feel the love of God. She can feel the love of the people here. She can feel it. So I go, because I'm thinking like, wow, it didn't happen this morning. Well, that's why we have PM services. No, no. So, so I go, Mum, why don't you come back tonight? And she looks at me and she goes, yes, I will. I will. I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen tonight. It's going to happen tonight. And so I'm, I'm like, I get my son to sit next to her and, and I say, when, uh, you know, like ask her, like, Mum, like, like, Nan, do you, you know, is that you? Do you want to give your heart? And so I can, I can, I can see him. And he asks her, and guess what happens? Nothing. Oh, the dismay. I'm like, so I'm walking, I'm walking up this aisle. And at that time, we used to bring people to the front uh, to give their heart to Christ. I'm walking up, someone else has gone, and I'm walking up, I'm like, God, I don't get it. You know, that was so clear. I just know that was you. And I walk up, and I get to about where Henry is, and my mum was in the row behind. And I hear God say, take a step back and reach your hand out to your mother. And so I did, and I said, do you want to come, mum? And she's like, yes. And so she came up. She gave her heart to God. Like, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is the king. It's just amazing. See, when God gives you a substance, believe it. Believe it. Believe it. He loves you. He wants the best for you. Oh, boy. Thank you, Lord. You know, in Matthew 19, 26, it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. When we use our imagination, when we get a clear and vivid picture, when we get a clear and vivid vision, when we direct our imagination towards positive outcomes, when we take action, things happen. God loves you guys. Hey, can I actually just close your eyes? I just want to pray for you. Close your eyes online too. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you're here. I thank you, Lord, that you're opening up our imagination right now, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we can come to you of things that we want to imagine and also things that you want us to imagine. Father, I pray that your spirit right now is opening the eyes of our heart, Father, that you're enlightening us that you're showing us the hope of our calling, Father, that you're showing us the glorious inheritance that we have from you, that you're showing us the surpassing greatness of your power that dwells on the inside of us. Father, I pray 
for every person here that they would come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you.